0: Welcome to Rheumatology Republic's In Conversation podcast. This special series is broadcast daily from the American College of Rheumatology's Convergence 2022 in Philadelphia,
1: USA. This is Julian Segan. I'm reporting for Rheumatology Republic at the ACR Convergence in Philadelphia in 2022. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome Dr. Eile Yeo. Ailee, I'll let you introduce yourself and, and tell us a bit about yourself.
2: So, I'm Ayla Yo, MBBS, FICP, PhD recently. I'm a rheumatologist based at Monash in Melbourne, but currently taking a year off to travel and to do some observerships overseas as well as a tropical medicine course.
1: Fantastic. And so uh, this is not your first ACR, is it?
2: It is not my first ACR. In fact, it's my fifth ACR and I got a banner on my badge to say that.
1: So, uh, for those of us who are rookies like me or for those of us listening at home who have never been to ACR, tell us what it's like compared to some of the local conferences being at such a crazy place like this. So,
2: I think, I think even with the fifth one that I've been to, it's still just as overwhelming and just as large as the first one. And it's about realizing and accepting the fact that you're not going to get to everything that you want to get to because there's usually about five things on at the same time that you want to see.
1: I'm starting to see that now and it's quite difficult and so do you think that the experience of this one this is virtually the first uh, face-to-face
2: ACR back again do you think this has the same vibe as the old ones? I think I missed the poster hall because you know you could in between sessions it was a really good opportunity to go through and just see the posters that were there it would be nice to see that back I don't think the Ignite sessions have the same effect.
1: And so we might start by asking, what's your highlight of the ACR so far? What's one or two pearls of wisdom that you've gained so far?
2: I really enjoyed the year in review. I suppose what I took out of that was that you can add methotrexate to pigot pigot which I can't really pronounce, for gout treatment. And it's a pity I don't really get an opportunity to use that agent in Australia very much. And make sure you eat in between sessions with the other take-home message, otherwise you lose you lose the energy throughout the day
1: So, you're actually presenting some data here at the conference. Could you tell us a bit about your research and what some of the key messages would be?
2: Yeah, sure. So, I've got two posters here. Both were part of my PhD. One is looking at the utility of repeating ENA, so extractable nuclear antigens, and it really found that it very rarely changed when you repeated it, and so you really shouldn't because it also didn't really change the diagnosis. And then the other one which I think has been getting a bit more attention is titled SMART SLE. So, it stands for serology monitoring and repeat testing in systemic lupus erythematosus and it was really looking at a way to standardise serial double-stranded DNA tests I know it's a problem in Australia where patients go to different labs so it's different assays and it was very hard to compare and what it found even when we standardized it using a ratio actually the change in double-stranded DNA and the amount of fluctuation with it did predict patient's risk of lupus flare so it's actually important to keep repeating double-stranded DNA.
1: Right. Okay. That's that's interesting. And so do you now encourage your patients to go to the same lab or any specific lab to get their double-stranded DNA tested? And the other question is, do you prefer the, the use of one, say, over the other?
2: So the first question, I've always suggested that they go to the same one, but the idea of the project is that we know that they go to different ones. And so... The, it was still useful to actually check and try and to see the ratio, but it's important. to This was at one centre, so I think it does need to be repeated somewhere else. I don't have preferred assay per se. I just think the important thing is the trend rather than the specific assay.
1: And, and this also forms a, a larger, pr- part of a larger project as well, looking at other biomarkers predicting disease activity in lupus. Could you tell us a bit about that?
2: So that's one of my colleagues is doing that. So that's not me. So Catherine Connolly is looking at biomarkers in predicting lupus disease activity with the idea of trying to standardize it so that we can actually use something very measurable in clinical trials.
1: Great. And what's one take home point for the people at home or, or for your own clinical practice when you come home from the meeting so far?
2: Take home point? Well, I didn't come to the session yesterday, so today is my first session, really. So the take home message would be listen to your patient.
1: Sounds good. And uh, I guess the final question is, have you tried the chili, sorry, Philly cheesesteak yet?
2: I had one from the exhibit hall, so it was a mini one. Yeah, it was all right. So
1: it's not a strong endorsement from Dr. Ili Yeo. We may have to wait for a conference in a different location instead. So I will wrap it up there. I just wanted to thank Dr. Eileen Yeo for her time and being such a great guest on the podcast. Uh, this is Julian Segan uh, reporting for Rheumatology Republic at the ACR in 2022 in Philadelphia.
0: Rheumatology Republic In Conversation podcast is brought to you by the Medical Republic team. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes or your favourite podcast player. You also might like our podcast, The Tea Room, to keep up with the general practice of healthcare and running a successful clinic. But for the latest news and views about rheumatology, check out the Rheumatology Republic website, www.rheuma.com.au. There you can easily subscribe to our email newsletter or print copies of the Rheumatology Republic magazine. We love to keep you informed, so thanks for tuning in.